Aloha and welcome to another episode of Black Girl Charmed, a charmed rewatch podcast with two black girls, if you didn't know. I'm Ray. I've been fighting migraines all week. This episode was boo-boo. I'm tired. Let's get to it, my co-host. I'm Nell. I've also been fighting migraines all week and a toddler who is teething with his molars. <laughs> this episode was hot-ass garbage. It reminded me of season one. <laughs> I don't know if it's better than Feats of Clay or worse. Nah, it's better than Feats of Clay because there were some funny moments in this episode. I'll give it Was that. I did not chuckle at all. Is there it better were... than Dream Sorcerer? What do you think getting into this week? What's on your report? <sighs> Fighting a toddler. Realizing that I'm old. Fighting a toddler. Don't have no kids, Ray. Don't do it. No. <laughs> that door is quickly closing. and Close it. You need to just find the girl with the list. <laughs> oh, I follow the girl with the list. I do. I do. And I love her. I think that could be that organized. I think she's at like 328 at this point. I love my child, but we getting ready to square. We were, we were this close to squaring up. This close. Thursday, he told me no and slapped all the shit off the table. Like he pays a bill in this motherfucking household. And I had to put him down and walk away. Yo, my babysitting days let me know I'm not, I'm not fit to be a parent. Because these kids talk back all the time. And then want to square up with you. He wanted to square up. He slapped me in the face. There's a video of me, like, arguing with a three-year-old. And, like, you could literally hear me gasp. <laughs> riled up. Because I know they're arguing back. I know that that kid is arguing back with me. And I'm a... I'm going to do what I have to do. First of all, that kid's a light-skinned Libra, so... I smushed him. And then he tried to hit me again on Saturday. And I said, remember when I smushed your face? I will smush your face again. I won't hit you, but you don't like your face smushed. Come near me, because I will smush your face. And he walked away. And I felt like a champion on Saturday. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, kids are the worst. I mean, they're amazing. They make your life better. I- I've heard... I've heard. Um, <laughs> but I saw a TikTok nah. where this kid was like, do you miss him? You want to hug him? You miss your dad? Well, he's dead. Like, bro, you're three. Don't come Mm-mm. at me like that. We were talking yesterday. We had the whole family in the living room. And I was like, what are we ordering this evil child for dinner? And my eldest said, why you call him evil? Now, I have, you've you been to my house. You know how I have all my little throw blankets in every room? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting on the couch and I have my throw blanket up to my chest. That child walked over to me, snatched my throw blanket. It landed on my lap. That was not good enough for him. You know, he took the throw blanket, threw it on the floor, and I walked away to continue watching Yo Gabba Gabba. He just ain't want me to have the throw blanket. And my eldest was like, I see why you call him the evil one. 
He just squared up. No reason. He just walked over, took my throw blanket, threw it on the floor, and then went back to watch your Gabba Gabba. He ain't blink. He ain't say nothing. That's always I'm me, man. I am fighting for my life. Fighting for, and then he get to his dad, and everything that I'm complaining about don't happen. This happened with the first one, and I will square up with he. I was. Let's get into it. So, besides that, I've been too tired to do anything else. I did start Has Been Hotel. Wow, it has a lot of songs. As a theater kid, and as somebody who really likes Rent, I watched this like, now I see how grandma felt about Medea musicals. Oh, I literally listened to a podcast last week with, I think, the creator of that show. And... Yeah, if you're not a theater kid, it's not for you. I mean, it's good, but in a 25-minute episode, I just wasn't expecting. Yeah, he did say that they packed the songs in there. It was Chitlin Circuit feeling, like, not necessarily the songs, but you know how, like, after every five sentences, there was a new song? That's what it felt like. I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm not in the mental mind state. To do this tonight. Because you're overwhelmed and <laughs> overtired. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? Um, I'm good. Since we last spoke, uh, I went to a perf- a children's performance, you know, being a good TT. Uh, wow. They were playing Ice Spice and Jay-Z at this performance and I'm just like yeah I'm not gonna give us the edited version okay all right they did give us the edited version of that Nicki Minaj song which I at that point just play junior senior just play junior senior I don't understand like the song is good but if you can't play the the Cinemax version of the song then just don't play the song. Just play Junior Senior at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still doing Raising Canaan. And we finally got to season three. Again, doing it for Patina Miller. Patina Miller is doing her damn thing on this show. <sighs> she makes me happy. She is my happy spot on this show. Her son, though, I see why him and Tariq, why they were best friends. I see. Because they are two dumbass kids who hate their parents and think they know everything. And they don't. But it's entertaining. Um, you want to talk about your brown sugar cookies or you want to just bypass that? Um, bypassing that. I will say Tony Danza pops up on the show. Yes. Yeah. And the season close to Tony Danza. Danza. <laughs> um, and so of course it's it's a show about drugs. So the Italians pop up, like we were talking about them last week, or like the week before, whatever. And there is a line that <laughs> hold on, Tony Danza plays a mob boss. Yes, with a fish store. Yeah, yeah. You will pay for your crimes, fifty cent. <laughs> No, 
there's a line in that show and guys trigger warning trigger warning trigger warning they said call the nigger queen of queens and i was like i don't want to watch the show no more i feel attacked even though i'm not from queens but damn hard r Hard R on a 50 cent production? Hey, Tony oh, Danza had a hard R? No, t- Tony Danza doesn't do hard R's. Thank God. Oh, okay. Thank God. I Somebody was, else does. I was uh, Lord say. Order Criminal Intent. <laughs> um, alum does the hard R's. Okay, okay. Uh, I can't. Uh, the boy is watching Young Sheldon, so by default, I'm watching Young Sheldon, and it's not bad. Sheldon Cooper is just a very character. But his family? Meemaw? Meemaw? Come on. Gotta love Meemaw. Also, also, the mom on Young Sheldon, her parents are Aunt Jackie from Roseanne and Cyrus from Scandal. So it messes me up every time I see her because sometimes she look at her mama and sometimes she looked at her daddy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't think about those two worlds colliding ever. Because in my head, Cyrus is gay, so it don't make like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and not to say that gay men can't have children, but just like... I know a couple. I, I know a couple. Mm-hmm. It's just like you see Cyrus being, the Cyrus being... I mean, but he did have, didn't he have a kid on Scandal? He ended up having a kid on Scandal. He had a black baby on Scandal. He had a black baby on Scandal. But that was for political reasons, not because he wanted that black baby. It's always for political reasons. This wasn't a Todd Chrisley situation. Uh, I will say that I am intrigued by my ex-husband's a narcissist on TikTok, but I don't know if I'm intrigued enough to do 50 hours of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, who the hell did I marry? Or who the bleep yeah. did I marry? I stopped yeah. watching it on ID, so I'm definitely not watching it on TikTok. Like, <laughs> I watched the first, like, her, like, recap because I was stuck in the Krispy Kreme line. And, <laughs> on donuts. and I was like, damn, girl, that sucks to be you. <laughs> I don't know if I can do. I don't know. We're your friends. Like I'm not a friendly person, but I have a core group of friends, and I feel like one of y'all would have been like, "Bitch, is you dumb?" I feel like my stepdad would have been like, "Your mother would be disappointed in you. Stop it." (laughs) I feel like grandma would have been like something derogatory. What's your problem? I can't think of grandma would say a lot of things that are derogatory. So but I don't she would know. never curse you out, but then you feel bad. And then she'd be like, you know what? If my knees were good, I would get on my knees and pray for you. So like I will okay. never like I remember telling like Jose about grandma. And grandma is just so like I remember she would tell the her home health aid, like, I know you ain't today. I can tell you eating. Like, Grandma, she just walked in the door. I'm hungry. I know she's not hungry. I can see the crumbs on her face. I used to have to call her like, ma'am, you cannot 
offend the people who are wiping your ass. And she would be like, I didn't tell them to sign up for this job. Maybe they could have signed up for other things in their life. Ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> you want to be party with cocoa bread? Because that's what I'm going to get you. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm leaving before I have to fight a home Ma'am. health aid worker because you hurt her feelings and she can't hit you. She going to come after me. And now we swing it. Now we tussle Though, Though our little sister did admit to being the one that threatened the home health aid. I got in trouble for it. And nobody believed that it wasn't me who threatened the home health aid. Last year, she finally admitted it was her. That's your limitations. <laughs> right, right. But let's, guys, this is going to be a quick one. This is this, As you see, we're already trying to avoid getting into it. Last week was 52 minutes. Let's see if I can beat our record. All right. All right. Bam. <laughs> so we are on season three, episode 18, San Francisco. The original air date, April 19th, 2001. That was a break. Anyway, uh, the writers, Nell Scoville, forgot to get their uh, their credits. It but, don't you matter. Know, they name ring bells. I know this name. Y'all know that name. Google it. Uh, <laughs> the director this week is uh, Joel J. Feinenbaum, 16 directorial charm credits. And you can get his full credits in season two, episode 19, Ex Libres. The guest stars this week, Kevin Weissman as Lucas, 79 total credits, including A Personal Fame of Mine, Alias, uh, The Blacklist, and Better Call Saul. So, you know, he was actually good at Better Call Saul. He played like a con man. Anyway, Michael Roderick as Officer Dean, 42 total credits, including Greenleaf. I know you watched that. I did watch that. Did not watch the last season because I felt like it jumped the shark, but I did watch Greenleaf. Another Blacklist alum. Okay. In General Hospital. Uh, J.F. Pryor as the courier. Julio Herzer as the pastor. Jim Jansen as Professor Cass. And, wow. Rourke Critchlow as Robert Pike and special musical guest Orgy. The music we heard in this episode was Opticon by Orgy. The trivia we got in this episode. When Phoebe is yelling at Officer Dean out of the attic window, it shows that the attic windows can be opened outward as she almost falls out of the window. This is the only time that these windows will open this way. Uh, The lead singer of Orgy is 57 years old. Holly Marie Combs and Rourke Critchlow, the businessman Robert Pike, will later co-star in Pretty Little Liars as parents to Aria and Hannah, respectively. I've never watched Pretty Little Liars. Really? With that information. I am not a PLL person. Why would I watch a show about a teacher hooking up with a kid when I already did that on Dawson's Creek? Right, which is why I assumed you watched <laughs> I just figured it was in your alley. <laughs> nah, it was on ABC Family. That's now Freeform. And I probably had something else going on. Like, mm, no, no. I know who A is. I don't have to whisper, whatever. Uh, while researching the sins in the Book of Shadow, Piper likens the sin box. I hate that because that sounds like a coochie. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. <laughs> A sin box? <laughs> to Pandora's box. Leo remarks that the sin box may be how the myth of Pandora's box could have started. However, 
the sisters do eventually encounter Pandora's box in season seven's Little Box of Horrors. That's Sorry. another good one. Little Box of Horrors. I don't know. That's going to be feel good. Um, <laughs> the IMDb synopsis is a demon wielding the seven deadly sins uses his power against the charmed ones and only after a few hours exposed to pride, gluttony, lust, sloth, Phoebe, Prue, Piper, and Leo may self-destruct. When the DVD synopsis is when the sisters fight a demon cursing people with the seven deadly sins, they must first save themselves from succumbing to the power of their own sins. Yawn. Ugh, excuse fast. Um, <laughs> uh, Prue's, oh, sorry, the Black Girl Charm synopsis. Prue cries and locates a demon. She recruits Phoebe to help fight it. During the fight, the demon battles a greedy mortal for his box. Pause. <laughs> Prue removes the box, causing it to uh, go into the street, resulting in the mortal's death. The box belonging to the demon Lucas contains the seven deadly sins. Lucas exploits the charm ones and Leo sins. Pride and Prue, Gluttony and Piper, Lust and Phoebe, and Sloth and Leo. He aims to steal their souls. The demon strikes after Piper, sorry, after Phoebe and Piper perform selfless acts. To free themselves of sin, Lucas kidnaps Prue, but is defeated when Phoebe infects him with the remaining sin. Prue almost dies, but is rescued by Leo, although that is the dumbest thing ever. Lucas is vanquished, and they save the day. Um, Why did Piper have to tell Leo, go save my sister? What do you mean? He didn't when... know what was going on. Everybody walked up to the scene at the same time. They see Prue jump into a hole, and Piper's like, Go, go, go. Go get her. If you see your fucking charge jumping into the pits of fucking hell, do it's your job. Leo. It's Leo. Like the fact that we are, what, 60 some odd, not 60, what, 30 some odd episodes in and you still asking why he don't, girl, bye. I'm not asking. There's a Christmas TikTok dedicated to Leo. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I feel like your summary, guys, this was so bad. This... I mean, any highlights? I don't. I, I don't have anything. This was. This brought me back to like early season one. I'm triggered. I mean, let's see. It opens. Phoebe is demon hunting with Prue and complaining about Cole because Cole coming in to get his dick wet, but not staying. Oh, I gotta get these bounty hunters off of me, but let me get my dick sucked real quick. All right, I'm out. Bye. So Phoebe is also kind of like, maybe he don't want me for my body or my heart or anything. Maybe he just wants my, my cooch, this box in my mouth. I don't know. My lucky charms. Uh, and <sighs> Prue reassures her again. We know magically that he's in love with you. Relax. But um, Auntie Ray done dated some gangbangers with some warrants, and they know how to make me feel special. When they disappear, they disappear. Like, a gangbanger boyfriend is always going to disappear on you. But, sorry, girls. But when they what there... Is with you? What is wrong with you? This episode what is, is garbage. I gotta give them something. What is wrong with you? I gotta give them Maybe something. I am straight-laced. Somebody told me... Somebody told my friend that he thought I was 
straight lace. And I was like, me, straight lace. And then we get on this episode and you be talking about gangbangers and shit. Well, that's you why are the Molly to my Issa. What are you talking about? Did you just say I got broken pussy? No. keep a relationship because I'm a perfectionist? I mean, you are a perfectionist and you're married, so that's not true. Um, <laughs> I know, but, but perfectionism makes me shut down in other ways. But, uh, I mean, Molly was very, okay. Molly was a lawyer. She was by the book. She had her list. She had what she wanted. And you are by the book. You have your list. You know what you wanted. You wanted a man that was degreed up. And look what you got. A man that's degreed up. He's so greedy with degrees. He took my degree. Rest in peace, Kanye. I love the time delay because I saw it hit you. I can't stand you. What did you think of the girl sins? And Leo. So Damn I it. You did. You brought it up. I brought this episode up in season two. And now that we're here, I hate it. Um... Leo's a liar. <laughs> like, oh, I've been working for 60 years straight. I need a break. You don't do shit. You don't. Natalie, like, if we go back to season three, what was it? Blinded by the White Lighter? Mm-hmm. Natalie's like, you suck at your job, bro. All you do is spend time with these girls. You don't do your job. So, I, one, I already know you don't do your job. Like your coworkers snitched on you that you're a horrible employee. <laughs> Two, I've watched you be a horrible like employee because in this episode alone, we had to like beg you to go save Prue. Somebody had to like give you that verbal cue as your white lighter. <laughs> you didn't feel like you're charged in trouble. Like you are this man is a bad like just clip his wigs together over with because he's not a white lighter. This man don't do nothing. I have a question. I may have an answer. So if Piper was gluttony and all that shit got knocked up and broken up, who paid for all of that? Well, she used magic to get it. So I'm assuming magic. She used magic for personal gain again because these girls don't listen. This episode, I don't know why. It was just so exhausting for me like I don't it feels more like a season two episode or maybe it should have aired closer like earlier in the season yeah it was just all over the place I'm just so in my eyes and this is jumping forward into like what we would change in my eyes I think what should have happened is this episode happens before Death Takes a Hollywell. Okay. Because you lost the innocent in this one. So it like it shook her up a little bit. Okay. And she gets very pride. And then you have that pride lesson. Okay. And then we do uh Death Takes a Hollywell. So it's kind of like it's I mean, granted, it's super It slides close. into the grief and yeah. Because him getting hit by a bus, that was that was rough. Yeah. That yeah. was the best part of the whole episode. I mean, not him getting, but like the way they set it up and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? I, okay. You know what? I don't like this episode. It's because 
it was lazy writing. It does not show growth in the girls. Exactly. You that's know you have a that's you know you have is. a demon that's after you and you don't even think to take the box to the attic with you guys. Like y'all just leave it on a coffee table. Knowing that your house isn't sacred ground, knowing that demons pop in and out of your house all the time, like out of the four of you, nobody could say, let me hold on to this because we don't know who's coming after it because it has happened multiple times where demons come back for their stuff. It just. And like, I don't know if. And I guess this is another thing that goes into, I, I guess we're doing tweaks we would make <laughs> while recapping this, but Prue wanting to open the box so much didn't make sense. To me, I could have seen that being more Phoebe than yes. Prue. One, and I wish they would have had like a throwaway line, like proximity to the box heightens, like like what's are what's already in you, right? Right. So her being like so prideful and wanting to open it to like solve this, that would have made sense had they just thrown a line in there. Or, like, but again, it's lazy writing. <laughs> Again, Leo being a horrible white lighter because <laughs> the the Book of Shadows explains what the box is perfectly. But sometimes, you know, as with all teachers, you need to give like examples or expound more on the information. Mm-hmm. What the box is is in the Book of Shadows, yes, but the them being in proximity to it should heighten like their um the sense that they already like are gonna get like infected with or whatever. And I don't okay, so we can clearly see Leo being slothed, we can see Phoebe being a whore, I can see Prue being uh prideful, but gluttony for Piper. And it doesn't solve around food. It solves around material things. It makes sense in a sense that (laughs) she's a chef. So why didn't they do that? Where she's making food and she's eating it and there's like food everywhere. And she's just being really, really wasteful and and eating all the time versus. That's what Leah was doing. Well, Leah was just sitting around doing shit. (laughs) But at me, as far as like being a glutton. Food-wise versus spend, like we don't ever see. Maybe that's why because we don't ever see her spending money because she's always well, broke. I think they do a good job of setting up Piper's gluttony in the episode because you just got married. It ain't even been ninety days since you've been married, and you breaking out all these like outfits for him because she was in a nice little Japanese outfit. Oh, I hate the way they dress her because if it was Phoebe, it would have been better fitted. I just, I hate the way they dress her this season. I Piper isn't inherently sexy. So I feel like out of the box, then dress her witchy. I mean, we've always we've talked about this before. Then dress her nineties witchy. She almost looks like I want to copy what my little sister is doing, but I don't know how to do it for my body, and it bothers me. 
Right. Which is why they they make her envious, right? For the last two seasons, all we've heard is that she wanted to have a normal life. Why wouldn't we make her envious? Because Envy went to the priest? And... Have gone to the priest. Gluttony for a priest would have worked well. Then how would have proved that shot? Or I'm not the writer. Give me more time and I could have made this better. <laughs> so they try to explain Piper's gluttony with Prue's line of you overdo. And she does. In well, mm, was it season two when they had the homeowners meeting? Yeah. Season, and she made all that food. It was a season three earlier this season. But I it know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. She, it was definitely season three because that's when they had the fight. She made all that food. And it's like, girl. And then you got mad that you made all that food and nobody appreciated it. But nobody told you to do that. Like, you don't, you overdo. And then, which is why I would have been okay with glutton being a food versus her buying all this tacky shit. You know what I mean? It's just. I'm gonna I hate be honest. this episode. It made, it made me mad from the jump the minute Piper opened her mouth because <laughs> you are not. You are barely 60 days into your marriage and you still. I don't want to give the elders any reason to take him away from me. I want to be the best wife. I want to be the See? very best that no one ever was. To protect Leo was my request. To change him is... I'm not trying to get sued. <laughs> but you are barely 60 days into this marriage and you are still freaking out as if you still have a target on your back. I don't want to give them any reason to take them away from me. Has your has your performance as a charm one suffered since you've gotten married? You think you really think that elders are really here making sure that you're giving him sloppy toppy and wearing like some sexy outfit while you're doing it? Do you think that's what the elders care about? Oh, sushi don't roll itself. So I'm going to make him sushi in the middle of the day just to break it up. Your man has a job. That's, you know, you know, okay, you know what Leo is? I'm like, and nobody get mad at me. You know, you got the influencer girlfriend, and then I mean, you got the boyfriend who's like managing her and doing her edits. Yeah, yeah. Just so not, that they could like pay not, him off of her. <laughs> not Leo being daddy. I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with where this has turned. I mean, that's what Monique called her husband. I know. That's why I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> or, or. Do I need to get my bonnet? Yeah, I moved my bonnet. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I'm mad at the African print. I love how this fits over my headphones so nice and cute. <laughs> I'm going to do all my videos like this now. <laughs> the, the children. The children these days. <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. is rolling in his grave for the battles that he fought for you children. He's rolling in his grave over AI, not over this. If I see another MLK Jr. with a with a fatty AI photo, 
I'm fighting. <laughs> it is Black History Month, y'all. What is wrong with y'all? Those are so funny. <laughs> we are so unserious as a generation. <laughs> like, how are we adults? <laughs> like... That lawyer who just got arrested on gang charges <laughs> going through her TikTok. You're not my lawyer, bro. You're not. If I see my lawyer and they're like this on the Instagram, like they came in fucking Stark, you're, bruh, give me I a might have lawyer. To hide. I might have to. But she knows what she's talking about. She got my. Yes. Shorty is the Saul Goodman of lawyers, but if you watch Better Call Saul, y'all already know. I still haven't. I still haven't watched that final episode, but <laughs> but I know Grams is just like these dumb fucking hoes. And you I know what? Somebody it. said it. You know what? Somebody said it was Grams' fault. I'm gonna Why read the she... comment. I'm reading that comment because goddamn, and... that was mean. And watching these hoes move the way they did two years later, ma'am, you are absolutely right. Bree said, honestly, it's what she deserved. Did not prepare them at all for becoming the charm ones. Stressed herself out. Watching this episode right here, watching Leo become the epitome, the embodiment of a lazy Nobody, but I'm gonna be honest. It's grandpa. Was it spare you know, rod, spoil his child? <laughs> you know how they say drunk minds speak a sober tongue. Yeah, Leo being infected with sloth was his sober tongue. That is him. That is who he is as a person. Well, yeah, because every other episode. Leo, we need you to talk to the elders. Did you talk to the elders? Nah, I ain't get to it yet. My bad. Like, me and Piper started talking, and that I I, I, I sat down. Now, here we are. I could go now if you need me to. You need me to talk to them now? You still need the answers? I got you. And he looked like, <laughs> like, in this episode, he's just like, I started to orb up there, but I got tired. So I just came back down. That's what you do all the time. This is your first time being honest. That's what you always do, my G. When she went upstairs and he was asleep in the bed. Can I just say, can I just say that that wasn't a selfless act that he did. That was somebody stumbled out of their sleep. That man was knocked out, heard a sound, and was like, huh, what's up, what's that? Piper? That's not a selfless act. That's you being startled out of your sleep. He the don't like my sisters. He don't. When he was like, see, you cared about Phoebe, and I only care about Like, at least Piper made sense. Piper said, go get Phoebe. She's hurt. Then come deal with me. And then she glowed. All this man did was hear a commotion. And the bar is on Say the he ground. a man... And you expected oh, you expecting javelin jumping. No, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, I, Jose 
dug his car out the snow so I can get a Burger King burger. I can't literally look at Leo fall out of bed and then be like, oh, you all right? Huh? This man. Yo, is- she had to like drag her deadly. <laughs> all that fighting, tussling. That cop was just like throwing things. See, that's the only one they got right though. But we're going to say, we're going to stand on which one they got right. <laughs> Anger in a cop. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Hearing that cop be like, you think you can just hurt a man say that? I've heard a cop say that. And I felt unsafe. They was hanging out with some cops. I felt unsafe. I was like, Phoebe, he is going to. S-A and T-V-U and this is supposed to be on WB-11. Oh my god. When he was saying that, I distinctly had a flashback of somebody being like, you think because you got big titties, you could ruin my life like this? (laughs) And just the way you are trying to hold in that laugh is what I had to do hearing that. I think I would have been concerned for my little old life, man. I'd be concerned. Hold on, no, not to kink shame. So Phoebe was getting premonitions, right? And mm-hmm. this man essaying her and was enjoying it. I don't think she knew it was essay. You could clearly tell a man wrote the episode. There was only men in the writer's room because nobody went back to the premonition and was like, mm, this is uncomfortable. <gasps> the writer's a woman. She's definitely into non-con. That's what that is. She into non-con. Who amongst us isn't into non-con? con 100%, but not when it deals with no cop. (laughs) Absolutely not. There's a few things when I open up a book. I don't want to see my brother's name. I don't want to see my children's names. And I don't want to see the other person being a cop with anger issues. And she's supposed to like calm him down with the healing power of love absolutely the healing power of coochie (laughs) all right Mm -mm. so let's jump into the part where they're about to bone in the back of the the van sure trying to not remember and then he blamed her what was the post thing he went to shoot her all right so we on the same page okay (laughs) because what what was I supposed to do? Shoot her? The fact that that's the first... Not push her off of me. Not call for backup. Not handcuff her. I saw that part and was like... I don't want to watch this episode. She wrote a Murphy Brown and gave us this? What was I so... Yo, even Tyrell looked at him like... You will be a beat cop for the rest of your life. Parking tickets. For the rest of your life. She also wrote Blinded by the White Lighter. And the writing in that was a lot better. (laughs) Do I I hear somebody coming? No, but I hear somebody going. Going. (laughs) I'm sure this was chopped up in the writer's room because ain't no way. Ain't. Ain't no way. I am disappointed. And not to make it almost just 
Like that man came in there ready to shoot all three of them girls in the head and fuck their corpses. And everybody was comfortable with that. Like they're like, oh, okay, not because even before he got he got the, the sin thrown in him, mm-hmm. he was wilding the fuck out. He was mad that the girl he hit on at the the suicide, because that's what they're calling it, a suicide. He was mad that the girl he hit on at the suicide came back at the hostage situation. It was a busy day in San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> came back to, and threw the cooch at him that he accepted. It was like, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my action. Poor, poor, poor Daryl. That's all I gotta say. Don't. Phoebe fucked that teacher. I was just gonna bring that up because ain't no way the teacher was like. She fucked him. I was just gonna bring. I'm see. We here. We see see each each other. other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because she said the next thing I know, I was unzipping his pants with my teeth. Girl, he let you unzip his pants. With your teeth, y'all smashed. Two and oh, what in <laughs> Not the eye again. We did this last week. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> this was disappointing, and I. It was disappointing because they they set up Piper's storyline so well. You know what's crazy, and then it's and we'll probably like, talk about it more in season four. But it truly takes the death of Prue for these. I wouldn't even say for these girls to man up. It really takes another sister who's little hood to be like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Who's a reformed alcoholic, a party girl. I'm thinking about the page dance move. I just, they would never have grown up if it wasn't. (laughs) <laughs> her getting blasted through a coffee table. I was thinking this before we recorded, and it has no, like, any place in the episode. But what Shannon said, if I knew I was going to die, do you think I was going to direct myself dying by going through, like, some sheetrock? Which she's and... done multiple times. Hmm? Which she's done multiple times. Right. That was the one that killed her. Piper be getting blasted in the corner of the steps and then always rolling. <laughs> I mean, she just like Grams in that way. <laughs> Woo, all right. Um, any other tweaks you would make to the episode? No. No. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely not. Maybe some Balthazar. We haven't had a good uh, Balthazar for in a while. We'll see him next week. Amazing Grace. What uh, is wrong with you? <laughs> How do you have anything else, or do you want to go ahead and rate this episode? I will give this three and a half gunshot grazes because that sequence was actually quite entertaining. Hi. She like 
he needs political attention. So does the pastor because I kicked his ass. That was that was I did not laugh, but like the corner, you know that that meme where he's like, that was me. Mm -hmm. That was me. (laughs) The corner of my my lip went up. I was at that point over it. I just poor Daryl stress because he was like, bitches, you shot. Oh, that bully must have grazed me. He didn't even feel it. And he's just it's like, the adrenaline. He was just like, you about to explode. He was like, what the fuck is your white lighter? What the? F- That's why he all gray now. <laughs> Them girls trust him out. I'm going to give this one broken peacock lamp. What? Where the fuck was Leo going in a Marnie suit? Where? <laughs> This girl was really calling Bloomingdale's being like, put 5000 on one oh credit card and then put. That's why she should have had. See, Envy would have been perfect. It would have been written so well because even now she is still trying to push for a normal life that we could have had with Butt Dimple a couple seasons ago. You're right. Like, Girl, I'm trying to deep flannel him. If he wanted anything other than the clothes you get at the Salvation Army, he would have done it by now. He's had 60 years. He don't care. Definitely. He definitely do. Like, it just, Leo being the laziest he has ever been. And it wasn't even a stretch. They just added a five o'clock. You know... <laughs> it's one of those am I the asshole letters where it's just like he was like the greatest guy and then it's just like a mask came off Leo's inhibitions just is like I don't, I don't have to care I got like she out here making sushi making sure I'm fed I'm good look at her she got her little her little fake see-through shirt on with her little kitten heels with her little Chinese chopsticks. You know, that's my boo right there. And I thought feeling justified in my hatred for Leo being horrible at his job would have felt better. It's just, I'm going to do this shit for five more fucking seasons. And And you would think, I'm hoping that when Paige comes... Paige is just like, let me show you how to be a real white lighter. Maybe that will bring some spark back because I'm struggling right now, Kento. I feel like when Paige eventually gets on the white lighter path, she is very reluctant to it because she's just like, yo, I already saved charges. I mean, I already saved innocence once a week. Now you adding charges, bro. I'm tired. Y'all ain't got nobody else. And then you look at Leo. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Like, what a way to fail upwards. Leo is the perfect example of failing upwards. And if I'm being completely honest, Leo was playing a long con. Patty gone. Penny gone. Phoebe, a little too wild for me. Prue, a little too headstrong. That's the one. That middle one who don't that get no dummy. real that middle one who don't get no real attention. That's the one I'm gonna set my eyes on and just wait and wait 
and wait. Because last week, what did he do? Shoulder check her and then orb away. This, go. this week, what did he do? It just shows he was playing a long con game to trap Piper into a marriage so he could just be a lazy housewife. And that's the episode. So which is before wait 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 before we leave though I just want to let you know that you look like a pan African Nanami. Yo, oh oh episode I'm like who does she remind me? You look like a pan African. I'm sorry. Maybe the music for the episode intro this week is going to be like African beats. Or you can see if you can find like an African jujitsu guy. Yo, every like other episode, I come through look like a different anime character, and I feel like you do. That's fine. That's fine with me. You know, the bangs is banging, the glasses is glassing. Um, Zoe, I want my glasses. Oh, sorry, my my migraine glasses are finally on their way. Wasn't comfortable. Um, but on that note. Some witches be hoes, don't marry Leo, fuck a coal, but don't suck a coal. Because what happens is he just won't come in for the sucking and not stay. At least when y'all fucking, you can get him and like hold on to him and cuddle and wrap that leg around him. So he don't really go nowhere. He just don't shiver, but why? But if you just suck it, he can just stand up. You don't, he don't have to do nothing. And you know, zip, go. I'm ending this recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs>